doing foolish things, and I didn't want to be a statistic, and I didn't want to put my kids in danger, so we had the dog. And I got the dog uh, from this person that was, well, it was his sister that had the dog, but he, had, this guy had beaten the dog and treated the dog terrible. But the dog was so pretty. And I thought, oh, we could love that dog so much. And the dog did. He was great. He was my, he would lay under my feet. Um, he, his name was Bubba because he was big and just, he was a, he was a German um, he was a German Rottweiler, so he had the square head, and he was a very pretty dog. And uh, I don't know if you like dogs or not, but you would have loved him because he was a big bear, and I took him everywhere with me, and also all the time, like when we go to the beach, and, and you know, because where we lived, there was a, there was a river called the Saco River, and we we took him there, and you know, he just had the greatest time. And other people would show up with their dogs, and he he was just. A wonderful dog and uh another gentleman showed up there and he started um beating on his dog and i stood up. i was the only person there was other people with dogs there too and, and i stood up and i just said you give me that dog and i will take it home with me <laughs> you do not beat your dog in front of me i will take your dog home with me i said do you see my dog i said do you think i beat on him I do not. I love him. You do not love that dog. I'll take you home. The guy just got his... Because he was hitting the dog with his wet sneakers. I was so livid. <laughs> I was like... And here I am. I'm just this little blonde woman. I'm, I'm probably way smaller than this guy. And he could he probably could have pounded me into the ground. And uh, But I don't think he did because my dog looked like... My dog was almost as big as him. And, uh, and it's funny because after he left... Everybody that had never said a word uh, were behind all the people around me. They thanked me for saying something and standing up. And I said, why was I the only one that stood up? I was the only one who had a heart at the time for the dog. My, I, but other people did say, geez, I'm glad you said something. But you know that that, that dog passed away. Um, he had kidney failure. I don't know if, I don't know what happened, but the, the vet said he had kidney failure, and he died. A dog loved me so much, and I mean, I think it's because, you know, it was just us, you know. I took him from that negative environment, brought him into a loving home, and just, we just loved him so much, big hugs and kisses and tongue the size of your face, and, uh, when he, it was, I want to say a couple years later, and, um, he came to me in a dream, and just like my best friend, my best friend died when I was, um, I was in my 20s, my best friend died, and I did her hair and her makeup for her funeral, and she came to me as well in a dream, but the dog did too, and it was different, but it was different, but sort of similar, um, the dog, I, I, I don't live in the city, I do not live near an alleyway, I do not, I mean, I would have to go to a place to find an alleyway of what I saw in my dream, um, there was a dumpster in the alleyway, and, um, I was standing, facing the dumpster, I'm in a light, and the, and the darkness beyond the dumpster is where the dog came from, uh, the dog, I, I only hear the growling of the dog, I, at, at first, all I heard was the dog growling, and, um, I recognized it as my dog, 
And I said, come here, come here, come see me. And my dog comes out of the darkness into the light, like, like a street light, and ran over to me, and I hugged him, and the dream ends. So another dog did the same, similar to the same, but still, out of the darkness into the light. As soon as they come to me, they're in the light. And they, they feel, you can feel the love, you can feel the, but at first you feel the fear of the other. Um, same thing happened when my best friend passed away and she came to me in the dream. Um, I love this girl a lot. She was my very best friend. And uh, we went everywhere together. We did all, all kinds of stuff together. And this is before I had um, my, my my son. And um, it's, it's really weird because um, she had a brain aneurysm and died. I was supposed to be with her that night just to hang out and, and, and go dancing or do something. Uh, we did we did go out dancing and, and you know just had a good time and uh, she had a brain aneurysm and died and I was supposed to be with her and um, so I did her hair I begged her parents to let me do her hair and makeup because she hated people touching her she was not a person you touched she just she just she was one of those people you'd actually can I put my finger on you because she wouldn't allow it she just 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 that type of person she didn't like to be touched and uh, I we all knew that. So I said, can I do her hair and makeup, please? So I did. I did all of her hair, all of her makeup. I talked to her. I was talking with her when I was doing it. And um, giggling and laughing, believe it or not, I'm doing my best friend's makeup and hair. And I'm, I'm hearing her in my mind. I'm hearing her voice in my head. And I'm talking to her about, you know... The, the gentleman gave me the rings to her her wedding ring to put on her finger, and I couldn't get it past her knuckle, and I was starting to sweat, and I'm looking at the, the young guy, and I'm saying, please help me. I can't do this. Um, um, but anyways, I, st I ended up doing um, hair and makeup for her other three sisters that had passed, which was wicked sad um, that... They passed, but the families loved me so much, and they know I know these girls so well that they trusted me to come in and do their other siblings. Well, um, Mary comes to me in a dream, and I'm in a I'm in one of her apartments in a bathroom. I'm putting on makeup. I'm looking at my hair. My I don't know. I'm just doing something like that. And she walks into the bathroom, and I looked at her, and my brain said. Or I said to her, didn't you die? And she says, yeah. So does that mean you don't want to hang around with me? <laughs> and I, I and I said, of course I want to hang out with you. You're the best, you know? So uh, I, well, I followed her out of the bathroom and the dream ends. So I do believe that we were always connected. Nice belief. And, and as, as like you've mentioned earlier, the only thing about the unknown, the final unknown, is we won't know what's there, because even, because that's a big secret, isn't it? It is. It is. And it's not getting any easier to find that answer either. But, you know, I think we're getting better at, um, we're getting better things uh, because some of the images people are welcome to look at all my images um, I take I take my images to share unless a person 
uh, or a location does not want me to share, uh, I always share. I have to share. It's part of the giving so that other people can learn. Um, now, I was at a friend's down the street here, and her dad died, and her dad's my age, and her dad had passed away, and she's in her, I want to say she's probably 32. And um, her dad died of cancer, and he um, he was a quiet guy, but he, you know he liked his drink. Um, but he was more of a quiet, reserved kind of guy. And uh, she's now living in the home that he grew up in with his mom. And uh, in his last years of cancer, he was living there. Well, she wasn't living there at the time, but she's now living there. So she says to me, "Can you can you bring yourself over, please? I'm having um I'm having a feeling I'm, my dad's trying to contact me." And I said, "Sure, I have no problem with that." So one day we set up, and uh, I was recording it, and um, we we started in the living room area, and um, we were using the K2 that which was going wild. Um, and I asked her about um, one of the rooms we went into. I said, I know, I know that there's probably a lot of energy in this room, a lot of electricity, you know, old wiring or whatever. Can we find a room that, that we can go into that doesn't have any electricity um, that, that's connected into the room? Um, she goes, yeah, sure. I have a, she had set a little shed room um, off to the side of the home that the grandmother built for um, a spare bedroom. And I said, I said, that would be perfect. I said, yeah, I said, as long as there's no electricity, you know. So we, we sat um, on the far side of the room, and um, we set up a camera, um, the K2, and a ghost box. Now, the girl was holding the ghost box, and, she, and the K2 I was holding, and the camera. And we were getting K2 spikes, and there was things that were coming across the, uh, the ghost box, but it, they weren't as consistent until what happens was we're doing, you know, we, we're getting a little K2 action, but not very much um, ghost box action. Although there was things coming across, uh, they weren't in any consistency of what we were working with. So she says, you know what? This might help. She goes into the other room. She grabs a hat, uh, like a like a like a a baseball hat, but it basically was her father was a big fan of race cars, so it was a, um, a Dale I want to say Dale Earnhardt hat. She comes back in with a hat on. That's the K two hat's going crazy. Uh, she sits down and she says, "Now, Dad, are you here with me or not?" And then the ghost box stops talking. Yes. Um, she says, okay, if this is you, what is my nickname? And she goes, she looks at me, she goes, you'll never guess it. <laughs> he had a special nickname for her. And, he, and it came across twice on the, on the ghost box. And uh, then she started asking him a little more personal questions, which I saw the energy going down on. Um, in other words, the more emotional energy that she was putting in, the more the, um, the K2 and the, you know, the spirit box was just like, um, I think he was having a hard time with the emotions of hers. Not his. His were connected. His were collected. He was all collected. He'd already, 
he already seemed like he was, um, I don't know if he only came through just because he was in the other room in a jar, or if he came through t to help her, but I guess she had a brother who was um, very seriously issued with drugs, and she wanted to know if there was anything that she could do to help her brother, and the, f the father says no, in other words, basically saying that don't you fall into that trap too. He, he, you know, she, he didn't want anything to happen to her. But um, later on, I got home, I watched the video, um, and in the video, I saw an orb going up the wall. Now I thought, eh, it's an anomaly. It can't be too much of a big deal. You know, anomalies are dust and 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 and, and pathogens and and um, you know, just just things that you can get allergies from. And uh, I slowed down the videotape and then I and then I just kind of zoomed in, and all of a sudden it was the face of her father. I couldn't believe it, and I didn't show her right off. I didn't want to scare her. Um, but I did eventually show her, and she says, that's exactly what my dad looks like. Um, and I said, well, you know, do you want to keep him here? Do you want his energy to stay here? Do you? She says, my father's fine here. I said, okay, because a lot of times if there's an issue, I can connect with a priest. I can connect with a, with a minister. I can connect with a shaman. Um, depending on you know, what the location is, I can connect with people that will help, um, you know, try to pass spirits over. But she didn't, you know, she was fine with everything the way it was. And she just, you know, she just, I think she hasn't asked me to come back. And uh, I've only gone back to have coffee with her. There's been no more, you know, worrying about her dad. Um, but she felt like she got satisfied with that, that amount of contact. Actually, that's a huge amount compared to um, the other cases that I've seen and done. Um, it sounds like you've done quite a fair bit. Um, would you like to give anybody any links that they could follow you on? Would you like to give anybody any links they could follow you on? Absolutely. Um, come find me on Facebook. They can find my uh, evidence on YouTube. If they would like to look at um, the photographic evidence, they can go to YouTube, uh, Main Extreme Paranormal, or if they would like to see um, some of the past guests that I've had um, on USA Paranormal on YouTube as well, um, they can go and listen to old archives of um, on Blog Talk Radio that are USA Paranormal Radio um, and Hollywood Red Carpet Radio because I originally started there. Now I'm on Dragus Productions, which you're going to be talking to my producer next or soon. What's that? Mark Witas, Mark Witasik. Yeah. Yeah, he's coming on show. I'm so happy for that. That's going to be a great show. Mark's amazing. He likes enigmas just like you. But I'm going to help you one of these days soon because I'm going to go visit Lauren Coleman, which we've talked about, who has a cryptozoology museum right here in the state of Maine. He's not that far from me. Probably takes me 20 minutes to get to his, his shop. And I'm going to go over there and I'm going to try to do me and you an interview with him for you. Thank you very much for that. I'm looking forward to it, and I hope you stay in friends for a long time. And I want you on my show, um, and so 
your audience knows that Mark's going to be on the Hollywood Red Carpet Radio, Debbie Perkins show. So get ready to get excited for that. And uh, thank, thank you, Mark, so much for your time. Right. You're so wonderful. And you do a great job. I'd like to thank you for your time as well. Do appreciate it. And have a good afternoon, because yeah, it's night time here, afternoon late, yeah.